0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network.
1: You're tuning in to Flawed and Fabulous. I'm Ash, and I like to think we're all flawed, but we're also fucking fabulous. In this week's episode, I sit down with Lauren Murphy. Lauren is a well-known stylist on the Gold Coast who has had an evolving career over the past 20 years, while juggling a family living the FIFO life. For those of you that don't know what that is, it means her husband Scott does fly-in, fly-out work. Now, I had fully planned this episode, and this is what I love most about podcasts, and especially the Flawed and Fabulous podcast. I am here for the real chats. So the plan went out the window, but what we uncovered is so much more valuable. Lauren opens up about her experiences with anxiety, self-sabotage, and that nasty inner critic that is unfortunately something most of us deal with from time to time. I'm so appreciative of Lauren opening up, owning her story, and sharing so candidly about the challenges and triumphs of her family. I think there's a little bit of Lauren in all of us, and a very relatable story about how we are all showing up, doing the best we can, while trying to stay true to ourselves. Now let's get started with today's episode and welcome Lauren to The Flawed and Fabulous Podcast. Loz, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: I can do. Um, I am 35 years old. I have a husband. His name is Scott. I've got two children. Uh, My son Cuba is five and my daughter York is three. Um, I am a personal and editorial fashion stylist here on the Gold Coast. Um, I come from a PR and marketing events background, so I love overlapping the two. Um, My husband is a FIFO worker, which for those who don't know, it means fly in, fly out. So we have lived that life throughout our whole relationship. Um, He's been working that way for about 15 years and we've been together nine. So um, he comes and goes. So when he's here, (laughs) he's here. When he's not, it's um, just the kids and I. So my life's a bit of a juggling act. Um, I love to be creative and sociable and I love all things fashion and creativity.
1: Amazing. And that is basically what today's topic is all about. It's not FIFO, <laughs> it's FIFO life, yeah. fashion and family. And before we get into those topics, Laws, you have shuffled and dealt your, well, we actually had a card jump out at you in the angel yes. cards. So if you can flip your card over and read it out, please.
0: I will. Oh, it's joy. Joy is the highest energy of all. It's the magical sense that everything is possible. Joy springs from the appreciating from appreciating the gifts within each moment. Joy allows you to attract and create your present and future moments at their highest possible
1: levels. You drew this card as a reminder that your power comes from staying centred in a feeling of joy. Ask your angels for guidance about any changes you can make to bring more joy into your life and the lives of others. If you're feeling trapped or victimised in any way, the angels can ease your burdens. A joyful outlook brings the freedom you desire while your responsibilities are simultaneously met. Additional meanings for this card. Release or heal any parts of your life that aren't joyful. The answer to your question involves choosing the route that brings you the most joy. Release fears while manifesting and instead focus on feeling the joy as if your desires were already a reality. What is the card? Oh, lovely. What is the card bringing to you? Smiles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny. Um, I actually just said to one of my girlfriends who lives in New Zealand, I said, you know, I attended a birthday party this weekend for my son and it was school mums. And I walked in and Normally, like in the past, I've been a very, like I'm afraid of entering public places. Like I just get so nervy. Um, I would happily head down in the corner, avoid people. And I thought this is the first time I've actually gone in there and I am just so happy and vibrant and I'm introducing different parents. And I thought, oh, this is weird because I've never been so confident and happy and chatty. And so I don't know if that connects to that, but I feel like I'm I'm reaching a place where I am truly happy and which equals it's, confidence. It's and yeah, it it equals confidence and it can create opportunities, relationships, connections. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And what this is obviously not on topic but I'm interested to know. Yeah. Um being like not entering public spaces and things like that is that been like for your whole life you have felt like kind of a bit anxious entering situations like that, or it's just something that's developed over time.
0: No, definitely. From as far as I can remember, mm. um, I've yeah, I wouldn't say I'm shy. I, I wasn't shy because I'm not afraid to open myself up or speak truth or anything like that. I would say anxious and nervous definitely. Um, from From a very young age, I used to be in dancers, Stedfords and all types of performances. I was in everything. But I was like sick with nerves and if I could get out of it, I would.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would repeatedly hide in the car at high school parties. You'd rock up, you know, with your little crew, best outfit and everyone would <laughs> be like, non-point. come on, let's go in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't, like I'm, I'm not going in. Yeah. Wow. Come on, Lauren, come in, come in. I'm like, oh, I, I honestly can't. And I'm like, I'm not doing this for attention. Please just leave me like I need... <laughs> I mm. need to work myself up to this, so yeah. I would take three quarters of a party, yeah, to finally step out of the car and go in, and the people in there wouldn't know this, mm. and I would walk well, I didn't in know confidently. Any of this. That's why I was like oh. curious
1: to ask. I'm like,
0: hey, oh yeah, I don't, I don't,
1: I've never seen this side
0: of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm. no. So on the on the outer, yeah, people wouldn't know. Um, just closest friends. So yeah. the ones that were with me repeatedly, like get out, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing when I was hitting nightclubs would go to the same club as you do when you're 18, mm-hmm. you just go the same spot <laughs> <Teritorial>. every week. <laughs> same thing, I'd just be in the car stuck. And they're like, like, hurry up, hurry up. The Uber driver's like, please get out. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> no, doubt, Uber wasn't around back like in my time. <laughs> it
1: was like With a the, little <laughs> yellow Mitsubishi. It's also my <laughs> day, <friends, laughs> like yeah. we're the same age. Yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> any, the has, old days, guys. Yeah, yeah I know. I've just <laughs> had this on my Instagram, <laughs> like that the kids oh, yeah. are throwing these things about the old days. I'm like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Mama's not old. Um, But has this, um, like, feeling of anxious trickled down to either of your kids? Do either of them feel... Anxious w- with party situations or sure. school or the answer is
0: no. Okay, Um, my son is an extreme extrovert. I would say um, absolutely confident, loves himself sick, <laughs> and what a, a way to be. Uh, oh, I look at him and go, you yeah. know, I think he's helped me. Yeah, and having children has been the most empowering thing, and that's what's helped my confidence definitely, um, and also not wanting to to inflict my fears on them. If they see me scared or nervous, you know, mm. who am I creating? But mm. my husband luckily is the extreme opposite to me. He's super confident, super sure of himself. He's, <laughs> he will ask for what he wants, he'll get it, whereas I won't open my mouth. So being with him for the past nine years has truly helped me, um, you know, speak up, speak mm-hmm. out and and get a bit more confidence definitely. So I feel like, um, yes, my son is a mini – version of his father. My daughter is definitely like myself. However, um, you know, she'll put her hand in her mouth or something when entering, but she's yeah, she's she's not that shy.
1: Yeah, she's not like hesitant. It's just like that's no. a lot of kids when they enter compared a new to space others. They're not like they're not like shy that. at all. Yeah. So, all right, let's take us back. So, not just um, with your relationship with Scott, because you were a, a, a person, you style a person, but pre wife, pre motherhood. Um, let's talk about career and sure. how you got into doing what you were doing and what attracted you to it. It's yeah. like oh, I heard you mention that fashion was still on point back in the day, but um, not wanting to be um, kind of in the limelight. How did you go with putting yourself out there with PR, events, fashion? Sure. So
0: I guess I will take it right back. Mm -hmm. Um, As I mentioned, I was quite an anxious anxious teen probably mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, To everybody else, I was confident. I was popular. Um, You know, they, they wouldn't have known I was scared. I personally believe that fashion was my armor. As mm-hmm. such, for me, it was um, walking into a party or a room, and and instead of having to straight away enter into this deep convo or you know people look and talk to me, it was oh I like your hat or
1: mm-hmm.
0: I like your jacket. So for me, that was a great deflection, a great convo starter. Mm-hmm. So I, I do speak of it as a bit of a confidence armor shield. You get up, you put your you put your gear on. It's like, you know, superheroes all have a costume, right? Yeah. So that's the way it worked for me. But um, at 13, I started my first job in a surf shop, um, privately owned one down at Kira. It was within the Kira Surf Complex. Mm-hmm. So I worked there um, every weekend, every school holidays for the fo- um, the six years to follow. So I was working within fashion um, however, when I finished school, I went straight into a business degree and majored in marketing. Um, so back back then, back in the old days, a fashion <laughs> stylist wasn't a very well known career. It may not have even been a career back then. Possibly there were people working, you know, within like wardrobes and, and
1: like. The- yes,
0: it was typically for the rich and the famous, yeah. definitely. So the great thing today is that it's for. Everybody, Um, you know, I remember a high school teacher saying, "Oh, what are you going to do now? Like, are you going to be a fashion designer?" That's just what she saw me as. I said, "Oh, no way! Like, I can't draw because, again, back in the olden days, (laughs) you get your quill out." So I was like, "I can't. um, No, I'm not good at art. I can't do that." So if a stylist was a position back then, I do believe I probably would have fallen into that straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. But I took a longer road to get there, um, and I'm obviously very grateful I did so. And every, every job we have, you act as a sponge and you take information and skill sets and connections, relationships, all of that. So, um, after I, oh, during uni, I did an internship with Gold Coast Tourism and Mm -hmm. worked on their retail marketing. They had, um, collateral. So I sort of helped re rebrand it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had my first job was at Channel 10, which funnily enough was on Ashmore Road here. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit nostalgic coming yeah. here today. <laughs> like
1: driving on um, in, down yeah, memory lane
0: back in those days. Memory lane. It's <laughs> funny, my dad used to actually drive me to him from work because I was a late comer with my license. <laughs> my it's mom would be like, roll. get on the fucking bus. <laughs> or oh, my parents were <laughs> like, do not get behind the wheel. <laughs> do not give her her license. So like, we're happy to drive you. Yeah, so I then went and worked for Channel 10 um, here on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. um, in TV advertising. So I'd book all the commercials, do all the proposals, that type of thing. We merged with CFM, um, which was or well, still is a, a big radio station here on the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working a lot in TV and radio. I then went into more so into events, NPR, um, working for a great company here, Um Cross Promotions International, you know, Jackie and Billy, mm-hmm. they are 19 now. Um, so I got to work on some really cool events. Um, predominantly, we were in the music festival and music concerts. So you didn't get to work on, on, on Manpower then? Oh, I sure <laughs> did, honey. Yes, I did. And they would come in and audition on my lap. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and you're like, I volunteer. It was I'll so volunteer. good. Jackie would be like, time. Can you just grab me the Polaroid? I'm like, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Now take your shirt off. This is happening in the office. Yeah, Manpower is a male. Review touring. Oh, it's not,
1: it's, it's, I guess what do we call it? Like, I think that, yeah. it's evolved I, over yeah. time. I think it's I went now to it in Vegas. performance. Yeah, yeah, Thunder from Down Under yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. That was a
0: small part of. Um, I, I didn't work on it as much as others, but yeah. a big part of their company. But um, I was the marketing manager for Summer Field Days, mm-hmm. uh, music oh, festival. Fave.
1: <laughs> so fave.
0: <laughs> At the time, it was it was a pretty cool job. Yeah. You know, I was on stage with David Guetta, um, waving to Snoop back of house and N.E.R.D., um, Moby, oh, all these. yeah. Oh, he's so it's cute and so- tiny. Oh. <laughs> oh, I loved him and, yeah, I was just, like,
1: hovering around back of house. It was just for... And I'm gonna I am going i do not even mean to mean to refer back to it like our generation, but Summer Field Days we had like the full glory of festival life in our like late teens to early twenties. Yeah, it was like just like that They were all held on the Gold Coast yeah. too. Mm. Like it was just I think of kids now in these days and I'm like You're missing you, out. You right? miss out. <laughs> you miss out on these yeah. like amazing vessels that just had thousands and thousands of people at them yeah. and they were just incredible. When pe- when people speak of like it's a vibe yeah I mean it was a vibe <laughs> it was the best vibe ever to wrap it
0: up nicely it was a, it was a vibe yeah so I was working really cool events and you know we were hard workers we would be at a festival oh you would arrive at maybe 7 a.m and leave it 2 a.m yeah. the next day yeah um so I loved hard work I loved getting amongst it um After that, I went and worked for another venue, um, Commune, which is located Mm -hmm. down in Koolangatta. And they also have one in Bali as well. So I did all the, um, booked all the artists, like the DJs and did all the modelling comps. And um, I did their marketing as well. But yeah, then I did all their corporate events where they would have like engagement parties and and stuff like that. So um, I would dabble in styling along the way without really knowing, you know, what, what styling as such was labelled as. Yeah. And when you um, say dabble, like for friends or for um, No, or? for an example, when I was working in the festivals, um, I would do the publicity. So I'd do the press release and, you know, mm-hmm. fashion festival, mm-hmm. I'd secure the press and I'd get like a double page spread, but I would go and dress the girls for the mm-hmm. photo shoot. Yeah. So without even really trying, just in my old job as a publicist, laughing. I was had a double page spread mm-hmm. in print of like all these festival fashion looks. So when I look back now I'm like, oh, you know, that really is styling. Yeah. Um and then again I was running um fashion shows every Friday night at commune. So I was doing Picking you know, working looks. back of house and yep, yeah, and a lot of the brands would ask me to then, oh can you style it? So I, I knew that I it was something that I was good at and enjoyed. Um and so just so for a then, time frame, how how long ago was like th- at that point? Yes. So at I What happened was it's about five and a half, six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was working full-time at Commune as events and marketing manager and I had a girlfriend that I used to work with in radio. Um, I think she put something up that said, you know, she was doing a styling course and I was just like, oh, my God, I've been like Googling and looking around. And when she put that up, I, I remember going home and I said to my husband who was my boyfriend at the time, Oh man, I wish I could do that. And he just simply said, Why can't you? And then straight away I start trying to pluck excuses, you know. I was like, Oh well, I can't afford the course. I work full time. I don't have the time. Um, but they're all tangible reasons, like, you know, the feeling was I want to do this, I, I can do this, I think I would succeed at it. Um, do why you have can't any I try it? At Is it... Time? No. No. And that was another thing. I was sort of coming to the place of we will be starting to think about mm-hmm. children, marriage and everything. Um, I would love to have that flexibility of stepping away, you know, when you do work, events and marketing, PR. It is a very, you know, timely around the clock kind of gig. you got your emails on your phone. You, Someone's pulled out. They can't play tonight at the club. It's like, oh, chasing mm, yeah. people, whatever. So I really wanted, I felt like I'd done my time in that, sort of industry and I wanted to step back a little. So I ended up researching and I found Australian Style Institute, which is located in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Um, and their staff, there were amazing because I am someone that needs to get they need to get me over the line. Mm-hmm. Um, it was located in Melbourne and I'm on the Gold Coast. So Gold Coast is often seen as, you know, tacky and mm-hmm. backward in fashion, I guess. But mm-hmm. we've come a long way. Definitely. And I don't believe that. But no. I'm just saying from a Melbourneite's perspective, yes. I'm like, oh, well, can I be as good as these Melbourne chicks going to this course? Or yeah. are they going to think I'm this... You know, the anxiety
1: creeping in a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just self sabotage, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I just start giving myself reasons why I can't, instead of why can. I can, and which is why my husband's great because mm. he'd be like, "Why can't you?" Yeah, I'm like, "Well, I'll tell you why I can't." <laughs> yeah, like, no. but um, I did. I I enrolled. I took annual leave. Um, How long was
1: this course? Oh,
0: so it was only a it was a five day intensive in mm. Melbourne. So two of the days were a weekend. I only had to take mm. three days off work. Yeah. Um, and I flew down to Melbourne alone. My best friend lived down there, so I got to stay with her. And, yeah, I went to the course. I remember pulling up and I did that remix of, oh, God, I can't get out of the car, <laughs> Yeah, watching everyone go in, going, oh, you know. And I went in there and, um, yeah, I had my five days intensive. And I often speak of this thing that I like to call, like, the MasterChef moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know
1: how everyone cries on MasterChef? Yeah, Chef? <laughs> I was having a little tear uh, last night, actually. Oh, I'm like, they're back. We're handing out <laughs> aprons again. <laughs> ah, were you crying? <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm like, oh the story's coming.
0: <laughs> well, I go, I yeah. When I look back, I think I call it my Master Chef moment. I was finally somewhere that I felt passion and felt like I was meant to be. And it was like a little break in the first day of the course. And um, the director and the owner of the course came up to me. and She's like, "Hey, going? Like are you enjoying it?" And she's like. Know, you know, you you're answering all the questions. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. And she said, but you're not raising your hand with conviction. You're like, eh. You know, know can yeah. I? I know the answer, but I'm just going to do a half hand up. Yeah. And but she's I, like, look around <laughs> the room. You know, that that
1: is me. Oh, <sighs> you going to pick
0: me. <laughs> just one little finger's yeah. going up. And she sort of, she said, man, like raise your hand <laughs> with conviction. I know you know this. I know you've got this. You're gonna you're gonna do good things. You know, this is you. I can tell. And um oh I just started crying. <laughs>
1: I was like, okay, Your real master, master Chef, chef moment.
0: Yeah, it was my Master <laughs> Chef moment. And I was like, why am I crying? And then it was the break. So I went down to do some window shopping like sports girl on the food court and mm. stuff. And um <laughs> and I and it hit me. I I've never really been told no or rejected and I didn't have parents who were hard on me that they were very much nurturing, do what you want, be who you want, wear what you want. I was like, nobody's stopping me or telling me, no, it's myself. It's my own voice. It's self-sabotage. It's like, get rid of it. Pull your head in and get in there. Put your hand up high and answer the questions with conviction and back yourself. And I think that was a start for me. Um, went back in there, loved it. Um, I stayed working full time for I, d- I don't actually know exactly, sorry, but I would say at least a year. Mm-hmm. And I was having clients outside of work time, weekends or,
1: uh, yeah, probably just weekends actually and it would have been. When um, all this is going on, um, Scott was doing fly in, fly out. Yes, yeah. yeah and so, so no so children. You were living, living
0: together. We huh? were living together, yeah.
1: yeah. 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 And so how while you're tackling on full-time work, Scott has this life where he – what was his um, roster then? Um,
0: it's it's definitely changed over the years. Yeah. I believe he was away for 10 days at a time and back for four.
1: Yeah. And, and so- it was
0: across the weekend. So we usually had two weekends apart and then you would share a weekend and like a Monday would fly out a Tuesday or
1: something, Yeah, I think. And so while you're working full-time and then trying to up-level this styling on the side, um, how did the – the balance of spending quality time together go when he's probably coming back, not having really any plans other than being social yeah. and you're doing both work, yep. styling and trying to make time yeah. for him. It's
0: funny because it seems like another life when I think back. I don't often think back really. Mm. Looking forward from It's good. like life <laughs> but after but children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but life after children, you just yeah. forget what, yeah. who even was I. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> even <laughs> happened? But to be honest, I think him working away like that Because I was super career, I've always been like the type that was scared to take holidays. Why? I don't know because I had them. But um, I think it worked well for us because I threw myself into my work. I worked a lot on weekends. So um, I had a lot of time without a partner here distracting me really. Um, When he was back we have always been very close. Like we're a partnership that we're friends as well so we do hang out. Enjoy it. Um, company. he doesn't go to a pub on a Saturday and go bet with his friends, or which is totally fine. But he, we are friend, we are the friends, and we hang out together or with other couples. Um, so it, the juggle wasn't so bad back then. I think it kind of complemented it a bit because I was so career, um, in regards to missing him. It was more about that, mm-hmm. it was more me probably starting arguments, you know, do you still love me and just wanting him to be here just mm-hmm. because I loved him so much, whereas fast forwarding to now, it's a different type of a
1: juggle, yeah. yeah, and the the juggle is the little people in our lives. <laughs> 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 like and like part of the when we first discussed the podcast it was, you know, and listening to your background history now is that career has been so important to you and in this um FIFO wife life that um you've holding down the fort while, you know, dad's away and then dad comes back and I'm sure he steps in to help him, but mm-hmm. you've had to put your career on the back burner, let's just say, for the sake of like the children and yep. staying at home with them. And I'm sure it's not easy between like one being at school, one being at kindy, then you've just got one and it's just this constant everything is evolving and changing so the plan that worked for this time frame doesn't necessarily start working and then you're like, oh, fuck, they finished school at 2.30. You're yeah. like, where yeah. do I get those I three hours back? <laughs> so, I know, it goes quick, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's a juggle and I think the key that I've learned along the way and hearing from other really wise women and mothers is that uh, there is no balance. Um, it's impossible to get the perfect balance because it doesn't exist. So doing the best, the, just the best you can is it going to be enough as long as you're trying every day. But in regards to, yeah, juggling career and the children and Scott perhaps not being here, um, he's a way about just over 50% of the time, but he does shorter swings. So he's only away eight nights and then he's back for six. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's short swings. Um, we, we said we wouldn't go any further than two weeks with mm-hmm. family, um, because it's hard on him. He's not just missing me now. He's missing three loved ones. Yeah. So he has so much sacrifice as well. He mm-hmm. misses his own birthdays. He missed Easter, his child's first birthday. Um, things like that. So the sacrifice is there for him too, more so probably. Um, I get, you know, bitchy, that womanly resentment we of, it. <laughs> we get resentment, the fact that we had to actually carry children yes. and birth them and yeah. and that, but the um, sacrifices that because I've always that. been very much held my career in a high regard and I've always been very ambitious, always worked. It was hard for me stepping back and taking maternity leave. Um, I grew up, in a family of their six siblings, oh, wow. um, my mum owned a preschool. Mm-hmm. So she had her own business and was just a hard worker. My dad worked as well, but he, he finished work a lot earlier in life. And then, you know, he helped with the children and the business a bit mm-hmm. here and there. But, um, I had the example of my mum you know, being this, oh, amazing mother of six kids and running a business and being in that business every kids. day. <laughs> so yeah, it, I didn't strive to be a stay at home mum in life. I know everyone has different dreams right. and some are to get married and to have children and all this. I, I never used to be a big dreamer or a goal. I didn't. Um, what is it called, like set too many goals because mm-hmm. I don't like to fail. So if yeah. I'm going to set a goal, I need to keep it, which is silly because if I'm not setting goals, you know, I'm really yeah, limiting myself and not pushing myself, but that's unfortunately how I've been. And um, I forget where I'm going here with no,
1: this story. No, but a, well, I had, a, I had a question. In your friendship group, are there mm. many similar people in the same sort of situation with the um, – or are your friends all do no. different things? Do you, have you made friends in like, you know, in Facebook groups where they're like the wives connect or anything like that? No, I haven't. Yeah. No. Sorry.
0: No. I haven't. Um, no. And I don't, we don't really have any close friends that are in a similar situation. Um, I have a lot of single parent mm-hmm. friends, yeah. which their situation is totally different and yeah. I would never, ever want to put myself out there and say, oh, I'm doing this alone and I'm a single mum when he's away because it's not true. Yeah. There's always going to be the, the finance. There's going to be the um, emotional support that I can, you Count. know, p- threaten the kids with, oh, ring your dad and yeah. get him on the phone yeah. type <laughs> stuff and I've always got his support with helping with the decision-making process, which I think single mums, you know, that's probably a really hard a hard struggle for them. Um I was saying just the other day actually I feel like I sort of fall a bit funny when he, when he's here with like couple stuff and family stuff and then on the weekends that he's not here I tend to just go a bit introvert and like I just stay with my kids yeah. and what do you want to do and it's all for them of course. But, um, you know, over Easter he was away and he sort of said, oh, well, why don't you go see some friends or why don't you, who, who do you want to go see? I had the kids with me too, but I said, well, I I don't know, like they're doing stuff with other people. And sometimes I feel like I do sort of dangle in this place of, oh, well, I don't want to ring up our friends that we hang out with as partners because Scott's not here. And, you know, a lot of them are his friends with their wives. And then my single parent friends, they're off." visiting, they've got stuff set in place because they're visiting family or their children might be with their fathers. And so sometimes I feel a bit funny, like, where do I fit in? Yeah. Um, Because every weekend is different. We're very much like a big family unit when he's back and he doesn't sit still. So we are everywhere, theme parks and beaches and lunch and we do all that. And then when he's not here, I'm like,
1: hmm, so Mm. what to do kids? What should we do? And it's not Who do like, I hang out with? It's <laughs> not, like, similar, but it's bringing back memory for me. Like, when Horn passed away, I used to hate going out and hanging out with our couple friends because, like, I've oh, felt yeah, like, that would have been. Like, but I was like, are they f- like including me because they feel sorry for me? <laughs> yeah. Or like do they want me to be here? Mm-hmm. Like, And like am I now imposing on like their time and it's not the same as like it used to be? Mm. And like obviously that all that shit was in my head. No yeah. one actually thought it, but it felt different. And yeah. that's what I'm relating to, that when you're there as like the unit, you're like this feels really normal. And then when you're kind of going there on your own, yeah. it it's just like doesn't have the same like five and plus you have to look yeah. after the kids on your own. So
0: like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't go near water <laughs> yeah. with the two of you. Yeah. Dad's not here. We can't go. We yeah. can't go to this beach party today, <laughs> yeah. kids. But I do. I, I hate going to the beach with yeah, without had, Scott. have had this discussion too. I'm a too. scaredy cat yeah. with water and yeah. waves and sand Yeah, and just getting my hair <laughs> wet, <this> really.
1: Is... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and we're like, this is what we try not to push on to the kids of like our fears. Yeah. And you're like, no, I've got to keep it. Got yeah. to keep it all together. Yeah. Mama's on her
0: own. Yeah. Um, But just touching back on, yeah, the resentment of, is it, yeah, giving away your career or stepping back and whatnot. Stepping back was huge for me, Um, taking maternity leave and watching him, you know, go to work and come and go and I'm still there and also just it was weird. I was like when when maternity leave sort of finishes and you don't get your Centrelink money and I was like I actually have to – ask my husband yeah. for money, which I had never done. Like like I said, I worked from 13. Yeah. I had like cash in my drawer yeah. from my old school pay slips. <laughs> so I'd, I'd, asking for anything for me was really hard. Asking for money is like next level hard.
1: Yeah, and a lot of my Asking friends for help is say the same next thing. But it's like, why am I fucking asking for this? One <laughs> of my friends is on like this super strict budget at the moment. She listens to so she's gonna die. Um, <laughs> and like her husband's given like everything's off limits except for like health. And she's not like a healthy person. <laughs> But he's like on this like health tangent, so he'll like go and like do this stuff, and just like for a short period of time, because like they're trying to like retire, like it's like a, a big end game. He's not just being like a tight ass for no reason, and so we like keep being like, "Botox, health." Oh <laughs> like, gosh, like, just, like he'll kill me. I'm like, it's health. It's a, it says Medispa. <laughs> like, Medi Spa, Medi Medical Health. <laughs> so, but yeah, and like that, and in all honesty. Same, like I never really had to ask for money with Horn, but I remember like after he passed away, I'm like, I have this money, <laughs> and it's just mine like bag, shoes, whatever I want to do. And look, I'm not saying it's like a, a silver lining by any means because it would not, I would trade in a heartbeat, yeah. but it's just like, I just like. Like I earn all this money and I'm like, and I don't have to mention it to anyone. It to I'm like, no it's one. really like yeah. liberating. Seeing the
0: online orders just arrive at the door <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, no, no, like, no, where no, does no, this come from?
1: <laughs> and probably, you know, like a vice versa thing too. The partners, you know, when like, well, you can't go to the pub and you can't, you know, spend that. Like it works both ways. But is that a relationship challenge for for like back then? Was that a relationship challenge in the early days or was it just something that you were like, I feel weird about this?
0: Uh, no, I feel, I actually feel like it's a reoccurring yeah. um, relationship issue, if you will yeah. call it. It's, it's not like a big, bad, huge thing. We don't have big, bad, scary fights as such, but um, more on my end, because even like just this morning, you you know, he's out at work working his ass off, but I was at home and. Working your ass off. <laughs> shaking it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I got my daughter ready for childcare. You pack her lunch. Got Cuba ready for school. Packed his lunch, uniforms. Get them dressed. Um, you know, I'm running around with wet hair and trying to look half decent. Come today, and you, look beautiful. you know, thank you. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> and um, it was just a, uh, you know, I was running late, and then you go to walk out the door, and I'm just carrying Cuba's school bag because of course he wouldn't carry it, and it's just drenched. Like dripping all over the floor. I'm like, nah. What is this? Water bottle. Open it. Drink bottle lid is off. <laughs> so his whole school bag saturated. Hats drowned. Aww. Um, everything is drowned. I'm like, oh no. Nah, I got to transfer all of this. So I'm finding another school bag. Um, changing it all over and.
1: Anyway, it's such a—it's just a, a every small, mom is seriously silly just thing, big like hot face that they're like. I know that feeling. Like, get it together, kids. F- we do it every fucking day. Why is it so and hard? It's, <laughs> no, it's the front door to the car
0: walk. It okay. might—I'm just screaming every time. I'm like, These neighbors are going to call someone on me because ah, what's happening? But straight away, subconsciously, I'm like, damn you, Scott. Yeah, how dare you be at work not <laughs> having an no answer to no one except all your bosses in corporate mm. management? But um, no. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why can't I just go to work? Yeah. Um, you know, I, another example is I had a reporter calling me for, um, you know, to meet, uh, for me to give a professional opinion on trends. This was a couple of years ago this happened. And, um, you know, okay, I was like, sweet, York was still sleeping back then. She'll be asleep. Cuba, I'm just going to give his iPad and I'll just shut my bedroom door. IPad's a lot. Um, because she checked in with me the day before. How does yeah. tomorrow, you know, 12 o'clock sound? I'm like, sure, perfect. So I'm getting myself sorted and I said, I'm going to take a phone call soon, blah, blah, blah. York's in bed, sweet. The phone legit starts ringing. I can hear Cuba going, mum, 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 I need to go. Mum, mum. And I'm like, oh, sure, shut up. (laughs) Slam, dual slam like, hello, this is Lauren speaking. <laughs> I've got all my shit together. <laughs> she's asking me, um, you know, we are talking about athleisure where mm-hmm. like this was back when it was coming in in the 90s and all of this. And I'm giving my professional opinion and no joke. The whole time I can just repeatedly hear Cuba screaming, can somebody please wipe my bum? <laughs> Can somebody please wipe my bum? I mean, a somebody. I'm the only one in the house. I hate okay, when Santa's they are not somebody. Coming. That word somebody? Me I am nuts. somebody.
1: And then, at least use my name. And I if I have just, to wipe your ass. At least use my name
0: yeah, fully. But I mean, he was saying please, but and it went over <laughs> and over and over, and, over and, and I was just. I, I didn't want – I did pre-frame. I think the best thing you can do is pre-frame the reporter like, yeah, oh, a, yeah. you know, sorry, I'm at home with the kids. Like everybody – usually everybody's super understanding. But for this I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm blocking this out. By the time I got off the phone he was sobbing like in tears <laughs> because he's like, where were you? Why didn't you – why my palm? And then the baby was screaming away because he'd, he'd woken her. And I'm like – See, this is what I'm dealing with here.
1: Scott, <laughs> yeah. where are you? But oh, just, yeah, trying to put on makeup joys. to go to work
0: or something. It's like, damn, men, they're just at work doing their job. And I, he always says to me, actually, it's really cute. He's like, I would swap with you any day. And do you know what? He probably would do better than me (laughs) like he's actually (laughs) really good really hands-on can get shit done yeah mind you has never done more than two days in a row without me so by the eighth day yeah you're going that
1: shit crazy so
0: (laughs) as much as I think he would fail by the end um, (laughs)
1: well it is a hard like
0: I would love to like I will swap with you swap with you any day whenever I'm having a whinge and then I go look the way I try and say it is how would you like it if your kid was on your ankle out on the mind site? Yeah, um, and you know you're trying to get on a meeting, or you're doing your just walk your thing <laughs> with your your guys in the morning, where he does his pre start and has to talk them, yeah. talk to them about the day. I'm like, how do you like it if Cuba's yelling to wipe his ass to you? And you know, it's d- <laughs> it's, it's a different world out there. And because I work for myself as well, mm-hmm. yeah. So probably chopping back, I was still full time, had my first child, I went back to work three days a week in mm-hmm. PR, mm-hmm. did that until. Second child, which second child, I then never went back to PR. I just did styling. And it's not full-time hours, I wouldn't say. But yeah. in saying that, it's hard to kind of gauge because, yeah, I'm doing Instagram or yeah, I'm constantly, it. you know, it's sending my proposals to five, out. And, but there's yeah, back of house But stuff. I do have great flexibility. Some weeks it's not too much work or face-to-face clients. Um, not So yeah, now it's solely a fashion stylist working with clients, um, personal styling or working with creatives doing editorial styling um, and in centre at Harbour Town Premium Outlets as their centre stylist mm-hmm. and doing their visual merchandising. Mm-hmm. So that's what I work on now.
1: Mm-hmm. And that lights you up. This is, this is the not the golden Fashion ticket, but the project. like, the, well, yeah, well, I was like, I didn't want to say like project because yeah. of it. It's like, this is like the golden ticket. Like this is what you love doing, a mix of both of having the the styling with the clients, but then yeah. doing the displays. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was the vision to be a mum, to be
0: able to have that flexibility, um, to be working creatively and working with people because mm-hmm. I need face-to-face, people, interaction, um, creative outlets. But I also love to bring in that element of marketing and public relations because I believe branding, um, you know, you are your own brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about perception and how to make the mannequin, that product sell in the mannequin. So I like to interlace the two um, really as well. I hate
1: shopping. Like having <laughs> a personal stylist slash shopper would be like, up there is like, having a driver. They're the two things that I probably <laughs> Honestly, hate. for me, it would be, like,
0: someone at home cooking for me. Yeah,
1: see, I like doing that <laughs> Mine would be it. a cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <I'm laughs> like, my, uh, like, totally off topic. But or my, someone do my hair. Yeah, I love do it. good blowy. Um, no! but, <laughs> Jesus. But... We all know what I mean, Um, but my nanny slash right arm, left arm, like I'm going to say retired because like from us, like over the school holidays (laughs) and I've like been begging Eden, I'm like, just be the stay at home dad. Like, I've got this. Like, trust me to, like, I will support us. <laughs> like, just make the sandwiches and take the kids to school because I really fucking hate doing it and <laughs> I will. I don't want to do it I'm, and I don't want to get another person in and then they leave again and that heartbreak happens all over again. I'm like, just do it, Eden, and he's, like, seriously considering it and I'm like, just make it work. Yeah, that would be like,
0: Scott's, like, all-time goal. Yeah.
1: To be a stay-at-home dad. Have well, you talked about
0: like when he might end this? Yes. So that's the question we get asked a lot, like when's it going to end or what's what's your end plan well. yeah. kind of thing. Um, and, I mean, it does change as you, you think you might. We sort of said when the kids go to school, um, he was talking about first day of school, first footy games and that, mm-hmm. that he didn't want to miss those type of things. Um it's funny, this is where Scott and I have a little clash because I feel almost a blackmail is like, I'll come home when you can earn more than me.
1: Mm. Like, but how do I,
0: like, you didn't get just there. get there with a click of a fingers. Mm. Yeah. And so that's where it's a bit of a back and forth with, and I want to addictive. move forward, um, but sometimes I feel like my hands are definitely tied. You know, you I able do. to
1: work full time and you're not because you're looking after the kids. So how could you ever? Say that again? Well, he's able to work full time, which is why he can make more money, obviously. Yeah, you're well, I'm trying kept, to balance both but, being well, a but earning, and working. Earning yeah. that is really hard here. Like the amount, yeah, yeah. Like that's those, he's but you that's, never do it. Trying to do yeah, it. Half no, yeah, no,
0: no. And that's where I come from, Courtney. i like, oh, my hands are tired. How how the hell am I going to go and get your full time wage? And you yeah, that's a sleep on the couch, Scott comment. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but then his <laughs> argument, Ash, is yeah. always. Um, he goes, I want to, I yeah. want to, he wants like, to be here. He was like, he has um, to go. And- but he says, I can't earn what yeah. I can out there because he doesn't have like a full trade or something. He's done. He's, he's worked
1: his way up in that.
0: Yeah. And he's done it for 15 years and it's his career. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one. Um, our, yeah, our goal would be either for him to come home and be a stay-at-home dad or mm. also to launch a business together. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people can't work together. You're but, tough. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure, you know, we would probably go head-to-head but yeah. in saying that we are very complementing of yeah. each other's sort of downfalls. As I was saying yeah. before, he's the – or I like to call it I like to use this and I don't know if it's a real thing, but I find myself to be the director and he's a producer. (laughs) So I'm like a visionary. I come up with all the ideas. Um, I can see stuff happening. I can, you know, source it all or whatever and then he gets shit done. Is that what the producer is or not? In I life. mean, it depends on, I don't on which. Yeah, yeah, they bring like, the money, yeah. they bring the project ideas. Mm. So yeah. Maybe. I don't really know yeah. the answer I don't to know. that question. I'm like <laughs> the guy on Oz that's like, from Martha,
1: <laughs> do this, to a lot. Yeah. And well, then that's he goes usually and like, like, yeah, Eden's like, just tell me what to do. And I'm like, sometimes I don't want to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. I want you to know what to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know what to do. Like, I didn't get a you life handbook. <laughs> I just figured it out. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And Eden, we've had the conversation of like, doing something together I'm like oh no I've done I've done my like time together and like and I'm like I don't have the mental capacity to learn about earthworks I oh. know about stonemasonry. that's dumb that's not dumb but that's like brain numbing enough that I am so interested in stone I'm not going to merge over to rocks now (laughs) well are they in the same family yeah they're from the earth. yeah Yeah. (laughs) but you know and it is usually a good dynamic of uh, like a husband-wife combo when they have different skill sets and they can shine and they work together the main thing is, is that you never switch off So now when like, you know, Skull will be talking about work, you'll be talking about your work and they're not the same thing and it's like exciting and you don't know the answers to each other's questions and you don't argue about it because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's your lane. Yeah. But (laughs) it's um, you know, every relationship's has its challenges and like I used to like have a lot of time on my own when Horn worked. We would see each other during the day but I wouldn't see him at night Um, and then I wouldn't see him in the morning either so he kind of just like came home to sleep and then would go back to work and then that's when I would get the shits. I'm like, I'm going to work all day but then I'm coming home and I'm like bathing, feeding, cleaning, washing on top of what I'm already doing and like, yes, don't get me wrong, you're out there working hard and, you know, driving up our business but I used to get resentful too being like, just because I literally have a vagina, I have been dealt this card <laughs> that I have to like bear all these things that go yeah. with it. And sometimes, you know, for those that have like kids have always been something that they've wanted and it's, you know, the the light beacon of their mm. life, that is awesome. But when you are career driven and then these hurdles come up, it is quite hard sometimes not to be resentful. You see like your single friends um, that are doing just like whatever they want or then the couples that don't have kids. And I'm like, I wonder, like we we just had two weeks without the kids. And by the end of it, I was kind of sick of Eden, to be honest. But... I was like, people just wake up and do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, <laughs> like, they just you wake... give me me, a... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, but like, just what, like it is this like liberating feeling. Like I did get bored knowing that it wasn't forever, but like for that temporary time, I was like at the start. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You know that um, that trend on boom ba 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 That's how like I felt like waking up, like doing whatever I want today. <laughs> and then now the kids have been home for like four days, and I'm like, yeah. That was temporary. (laughs) See, we have um, this overlap of a day where
0: he gets back from work and so I'm on my last tether and he's also just so exhausted. Yeah. So he comes home and, um, yeah, I'm like – Come on, kids need dinner. Kids need to be bathed. No, no, no. Six o'clock. They've got to be on the lounge now because then they can watch four shows. And then they've got to be in bed at seven, so they're asleep by seven thirty. So tomorrow they're not going to be tired. And then at school, and then after for footy training, he (laughs) won't be able to cope. (laughs) And so Scott's like, Jesus, slow down. And um, I'm very much like, come on, come on, come on. And he comes in, fun dad, just wants to be with the kids. Yeah, and he's exhausted, right?
1: Because he's worked all those days. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's like jamming your weekend into this. So. But you like, I don't find the schedule. That,
1: the schedule works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so now we are very aware that that first day we're going to be on each other's nerve. Yeah. Because he's done 90 hours and then I've done 100
1: million. <laughs> yeah. <I haven't, laughs> Even in I my sleep yeah. there on me. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm again that resentment. And how did you that come up with that? How did you like communicate that to each other? That, I, I think I'm sure s- there would have been... If you bust up before yeah. you got to something that works. Oh yeah, like it's yeah.
0: it's nasty on day one. Like <laughs> I'm the nasty one, but it's just that reoccurring pattern of identifying the pattern, and it was okay. Let's just like be real. When you come home, I'm a, I'm a bitch to you. You're tired. You're just not considering all the hard work I've done for eight nights with these kids and you're wrecking the routine. But then I also need to consider that you haven't seen them. You're dead tired. You've worked 90 hours. Um, you know, I always put the call, yeah, but you get fed because out at the mines, you know, (laughs) after work, you don't have to cook and (laughs) you're not even cleaning your room and all this. So, you know, I'm always having digs like that, but he has just worked. 90 hours doing his best he's missed his family he's only had himself you know yeah, he's not getting up and going for a so, beach
1: walk or like no, and you know. he
0: says I'll swap any day like i said yeah. so it'll be interesting you know like wife swap the show yes. if it was like <laughs> a, a spouse swap and you take each other's jobs or something um yeah, that would be weird, My but um, interesting.
1: friend that I was just talking about, about the retiring, they have the plan, the budget. Um, so he was going to retire at the end of this year and Courtney, oh, it's Courtney, surprise. she me, to Different Courtney. She had to work last Thursday and she didn't get home till 6pm and he had to look after the kids from 4 till 6 and he had to just bath, feed and dinner and... Um, He's like, I think I'll retire when the kids are all at school.
0: <laughs>
1: he was like, which is like four years away. Like he's I don't want to, be at to home, delay yes. retirement by four years, so he does not have to do that, like witching hour, yeah. like on his own while Courtney goes and like goes back to work and stuff. And then yeah, it was it was funny. I was like, it's fucking tough. Yeah, it's hard. It is
0: hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then that's why we get bitchy. <laughs>
0: yeah, but the, but the overall plan, yeah, would we would love. Scott to come home. Yeah, (laughs) we want we want to bring bring Scott home.
1: Yeah, Um, it's like a campaign. (laughs) It's a campaign getting back here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, so he doesn't have to miss any more significant, yeah, moments. And I try to downplay it a lot because I don't want him feeling that guilt. But there's been, you know, every every time I found out I was pregnant, I was by myself. He was out at work. I miscarried alone. You know, he was away. Um. The, probably the worst hardest moment was York was two weeks old and he was still on casual back then mm-hmm. so for us yeah it, people always oh it's not about money it's you know think of the children I've, I've had friends say like doesn't he feel like he's missing out and I get very defensive and yeah. I say look it's he he's very present when he's back. Yeah, and it's um, also you know, a other business. men are working when their kids are asleep and leaving when they're not awake. So yeah. there are many positives we get very present time when he's back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hardest the hardest would have been York was two weeks old, Cuba was twenty two months old. Um, he had oppositional sleep apnea undiagnosed at the time, so he just didn't day nap, didn't sleep at night. And my mum had was Scott or Cuba?
1: <laughs> I'm like, what do you, I don't know what I don't know what it is. Sorry. <laughs> like, Cuba, Cuba. Okay. Um, yeah. Just Cuba. He's sleepy. He's got sleep. <laughs> oh, sorry, God, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I really chop and change No, no. Face. i
1: was following, followed so, I'm like, is that sorry. like a like a child thing or I'll Scott explain them? what yeah. that means. Yeah. So
0: oppositional sleep apnea is what Cuba, my son, was diagnosed with when he was about Three and a half, mm-hmm. he definitely had it for a while. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it, they can't sleep. Um, it was it's to do with your adenoids and tonsils. He had okay. like severely inflamed tonsils, so yep. he wasn't breathing well. He was dripping in sweat, mm-hmm. um, lightest sleep. They never enter a deep sleep, mm-hmm. so he wasn't going to bed until like nine thirty at night. And he was twenty two months old, and I had the newborn, and then he would wake in the night like two times, whatever, York might wake twice. And, um, yeah, well, that's a my recipe mum, for disaster. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> it's it's a weird little cycle of life. here. My mum was diagnosed with bowel cancer like to the hour when my daughter was born. Wow. And they said, oh, yeah, we've found a tumour. You need 30 centimetres of your bowel cutout. So she was getting that news whilst I was delivering York and she came to, I didn't know this, Like I was unbeknownst. I picked mum up from her colonoscopy but she never told me that Mm -hmm. they've found something. Mm -hmm. So I'm birthing my daughter and then mum comes and, you know, she's been told it's news. So Scott, I I got told maybe like a week later Mm -hmm. because it was like the newborn mum was just trying to protect me. As mums do. And then, you know, Scott had come back maybe one or two weeks before I was having the baby. Mm Mm-hmm because we knew he was casual, we didn't want more than, say, a three-week window of not having his mm-hmm. wage. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so he he left when she was two weeks old and mum the next day was having the operation and I remember being there with, like, the baby in my arms yeah. and Cuba just on the ankle and I was just like,
1: oh, don't wave me, <laughs> breaking, <please."> breaking.
0: <laughs> And that was probably my worst, like... Understandably. I've, I've that, always missed like him and every time it's hurt, but mm. that was, like... Oh God, I don't know if I can do this thing. Yeah,
1: fuck. Yeah. That sounds like a lot. And you should be, you should really be proud of yourself for doing that. Like it is such, this is the thing that people through rose colored glasses that it can seem so, yeah, you're getting paid this money and it's a life that you choose and da da da. But there's all the other real life things that happen at the same time that you are alone for eight, Eight what it was eight eight days out of a fourteen day roster. And then to deal with newborns. And then also sleeping. you probably
0: assumed at that time your mum was going to be a big support, but then you've got the guilt of having your mum who's
1: going through her own stuff, yeah. helping you through your stuff. That's like a lot to deal with as well. Yeah.
0: So because I was on maternity leave and I'm um, that well, as I said, there's six kids in our family. I've got a big brother, but then I'm the eldest daughter. So I just slipped straight into yet yeah, caring for mum. So York and I would take mum to chemo every session and yeah it was it, yeah it was hard because like you need a support you know, person but you're also trying to be a support mm-hmm. person like, Yeah, that's a lot. And I would as never like ask for help and it was I wouldn't I stressful. yeah I felt guilt a hell yeah. of a lot of guilt because I felt guilt to my daughter that um yeah, I'd pick mum up at nine and would have to go to Gold Coast University Hospital for a 9.30 chemo start. But York was always due to be fed, so she'd usually scream the whole way up. And you kind of run to get a parking spot, not run in, rip out a tip, yeah. <laughs> jump on it, mum, go check in. I and, am fucking superwoman. You know, <laughs> and it's it's a bit of a blur now because this is going back three years and yeah. it was a very, very dark time. And, yeah, I couldn't. You know, Scott couldn't be here. He didn't have a job back here. Um Of course he was so supportive, you know, when he was away and when he came back. But, yeah, I just – I stepped in to care for mum. So I didn't have someone
1: sort of caring for me. Were um, you dreading that, like, every time the, the swing happened that, like, he'd come home, yay, 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 but then wh- a couple of days before he yeah. started to go would you start to think – Fuck! I'm going to be on my own yep. again. Yeah, yeah. You do. You start, especially
0: me, because I'm always thinking ahead, ahead. Yeah. What's going to happen? So, yeah, that pattern was that was hard, a hard trot. Um, and yeah, when I wasn't at chemo, I was cooking mum vegan food, yeah, um, a special, strict, really strict, um, you know, nutritional thing to try and help you yeah. know beat the bowel cancer, mm-hmm. and. So, and then I'll go to organic markets and stores and whatnot. So it was really just like a little rat on. on a wheel, just I mm. just kept going, kept all yeah. like Nemo so he just yeah, kept he swimming. Did, yeah. And so I'd, I would, yeah, I just had my little baby as a sidekick. she would just, luckily, you know, she was amazing. Yeah. Come along with me. Sorry. So Cuba was in daycare three days a week. Yeah. Which aligned with her chemo days. Thank okay. God. Yeah. Thank God because. A 22 month old or like yeah, a two year old so is way harder than a newborn. Yeah, you can't tell at them to just sit or down and
1: put them in a capsule. No. <laughs> <So> stay
0: there. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'd be doing all the cooking and whatnot. And then your could be like, way, way, like, need to get fed. And then you're like, shit, I'll feed the baby quick. I just got to finish. Like, don't burn these mm. pumpkins. It's yeah, not this and organic a, pumpkin yeah.
1: cost a fortune. <laughs> not burning oh, it. It did cost a fortune, <laughs> yeah. all of that, didn't yeah. it? But it was
0: good. Um, and then, yeah, to get to 3 o'clock, I'm like, okay, Shivers, I've got to go. got to go pick up Cuba. And I'd be driving. I'd start getting really faint. I'm like, oh, God, I haven't eaten. Yeah. And then I'd, like, get to a checkout or a server. I'm like, get a crunchy. Yeah. And oh, eating ice. the kids' toddler food. Yeah. So I was really unhealthy. And and what you do as a parent, obviously, you should put everyone else first. Mm-hmm. So I'm there trying to get mum healthy, trying to feed my daughter and, you yes. know, look you get neglected. the kids' lunches packed
1: and all that. And, and I was like, you, shit,
0: what the hell am I did, doing
1: to myself? I'm not well. How did you well. spin that? Like once you realised that it was you weren't treating yourself the way that you should be? Um, to be honest, it took, a, it took a long time. A,
0: I waited until my mum was better mm-hmm. and, and in the clear, you know. So I, I dare say I still continued to be pretty unhealthy that mm-hmm. whole time. Um, and even after that because, yeah, I was very much – I would feed my children. Um, you know, know don't, I want don't eat five what you vegetables. Eat and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, my kids are really good eaters, oh, which is good. good. I've always given them heaps of veggies and whatnot. So, yeah, I just found myself – here I am making them these gourmet, healthy meals and packing their lunches to perfection and I'm eating processed crap. And the turning point actually for, for getting back to my own health was – I started – well, for years I've had severe, like, pains and bloating and really bad tummy issues, I guess. And then I started tripping myself out going, I think I've got a tumour on my bowel. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm so much like my mum. Mm -hmm. My body's the same as her. Our personalities, you know, we're so similar. I actually think I could have a tumour. I've got this pain and talked myself into it. When really it was just dietary – and mm-hmm. self-neglect and, mm-hmm. you know, self-care because growing up I was conditioned to believe that self-care was selfish, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite to the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not mum trying to be mean or anything. She was obviously
1: taught D- that different as well. Yeah,
0: and mum's like a full-blown hero. Like I've got six kids and I'm running a preschool and, yeah. you know, just this like – psycho woman, never drank, smoked, never done drugs, any of that. Yeah. So I had a lot to live up to. And um. so I've just, you know, it's hard shifting core beliefs that you've learned over years. So for me, asking for help or going to get a massage or getting your nails done, like if my kids were at childcare and if I got my nails done, I'd be like, who the hell, someone's going to see me here and think, what a selfish bitch. How dare she not be at work? Like I wouldn't have my kids in care if I wasn't at work. I thought- I was gonna be looked at as being really selfish. Mm. So yeah, I ended up getting a colonoscopy. Like yeah. I was seeing specialists, all my scans were clear and that came back clear, which was like, thank you, God. Yeah. Um and and she said, look, it's dietary. And then yeah, I went, okay, shit. Um, oh yeah, I put on eight kilos over COVID and oh, I was like, Oh, I just can't fit in my clothing. And eight kilos on me is it's not that much. I guess I was probably a size, a large 10 or something. Mm -hmm. It's just that I had never done that before. Mm -hmm. So for me, not fitting into my clothing that I loved, I was like, oh, okay, I should really... And I didn't really want to buy heaps more. It was was COVID. We're locked in houses and whatnot. And was Um, it health-related or
1: COVID-related?
0: Both. Both, both. yeah. Yeah, Because I think a lot of people, the majority, were like eating, drinking, sitting around a bit more, you know. Um, Yeah, so I just... When, when they said it's dietary and, you know, I realised I'd pretty much just talked myself into all this stuff and, you know, I'm doing it to myself really yeah. and how lucky am I that it's self-inflicted
1: yeah, and, and it's not the, something the like cancer and I have, it.
0: yeah, I have the option to change it. I'm truly lucky. So, yeah, I ended up going, all right, I'm going to join this eight-week challenge, um, a fitness group, which I'd never, ever done, like since I was a kid I did sports, but, yeah joined a fitness group. Um, It worked because it was a a mother at the kindy ran it. You could take your kids. It was 9.30. So this was good for me. Um, And because it was someone I knew, I thought she's going to – I'm too awkward to not – I don't want to face the lady if I haven't shown up. So I'm just going to go because I don't want (laughs) to get roused. So (laughs) I ended up joining and going and then I won it. I was like, what? You won the challenge. Oh, my God. So I won and all I did was eat really healthy and go um, train –
1: and, week. and straight up, away, know? my
0: stomach was just like felt good, <laughs> yeah, and so much more energy, um, and clear-headed, and yeah, just a shifting of mindset altogether was massive. And straight away, when the mindset changes, the work rolls in, your relationships become more joyous, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, and everything just feels a lot better. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, we've spoken about it many times, like if you don't really have your health, you don't have like much. And then when you feel good, it trickles down onto then, you know, making everything else align and work. And I know myself that when I go off the bandwagon and I I eat too much or drink too much, I actually had a um, colonic yesterday. Nothing came out. So it's really baffled me. What do you mean? (laughs) Like like nothing (laughs) came out. Like fresh air. (laughs) Like the water went in and like no poo came out. But the water came back out. Yeah, the water came back out. Which no, actually she she, (laughs) well, it wasn't like pooish. And she was was like, You really were like, this is the first. I've done it before, but I've done it in the room on my own and this is the first time I'd done it with someone in the room and I was wigging out about that. And then but she was really, really good. She was like talking me through it and so like at first when we went in and my mum had bile duct cancer, so and that's within the liver and so she was going through the, the road map of the body before I went in and she like actually showed me like I didn't say anything to her because I couldn't be bothered talking about it, but she showed me the bile duct and I was like, Oh, that's where it is and then when she was putting in the she's like, Oh, you're so dehydrated, your body's really drinking up in this water and I was like thinking, Is it coming back out? <laughs> like where is it going? Um, and then she'd like stop it and then it would like resettle. But like I, my whole stomach felt like cold, like full filled with water and then she's like oh we've hit the liver and then all this like green sludge came out from my bile duct and I was just sitting there wigging out being like I've got a dirty bile duct so I know when what? when you're just talking about like your <laughs> mum and thinking the problem like I was like oh but I was mm-hmm. going because I've just been eating so badly that I'm like all that food is sitting in there craving me want to eat more bad food. So if you have a good flush out, those toxins aren't in there, then you're not feeling lethargic. That doesn't really work. Well, I'm going back on Tuesday, so watch this space. But I haven't been to the toilet s- since that. Like I thought that it would come later and it still hasn't like come. When was it? Yesterday. Oh, oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah, but there was a lot of water. Like, I didn't even know water came out. (laughs) Like, it was just like. (laughs) You've bloated. But you've done a wee, haven't you? You've done a wee. I've done a wee. Yes. Um, And I had really bad pains in my stomach, like, all night. Like, I was like, I even woke up in the middle of the night thinking, this is it. (laughs) Like, I don't think water's going to
0: break. (laughs) I I was going to say, this reminds me of childbirth. And then
1: nothing. (laughs) Like, just nothing again. So, yeah, but. Anyway, off track as I do. Health is important. I was feeling sluggish. I thought let's get the sludge out (laughs) (laughs) and start fresh. Um, But we have um, reached a a length in time of like the usual podcast time and we did have other things. No, I think that it was great and valuable and that there are women out there that whether they're solo parenting and I know that you said you weren't going to compare the two or doing the um, FIFO life or even week on week off parenting. um, There is many strains and stresses that, you know, sometimes maybe. the the actual point of the story is like looking at someone and not thinking what you see is what you see and realising what they've been through to actually get there um, and all the hurdles that they've faced because, yes, as I said, the money might be great. It comes with sacrifices and, um, you know, the, the relationship that you've either work towards to build together to be in this great family unit and again still has highs and lows like every relationship but it's um just just not always judging and thinking that you know what what is something actually going on there or asking a friend do they need a hand, making them a dinner, like something, or, you know, you might find that your friends that listen to this, they might invite you to places when Scott's <laughs> not here. But whether you cool. want to go or not, yeah, it's like completely <laughs> yeah. up to you. But it's sometimes they might just think, oh, well, she just like likes to spend time with her kids when he's not there. And you're yeah, like, I'm I just sh- spent fucking eight days with them. <laughs> I do not want to spend time with them. Like, let's go do i always something. like,
0: can we get our kids, like, can they have a sleepover or something? Um, Scott's like, no, I just got back. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, no. and that would be. Really, and he never wants a, to let them go. And that would I'm be like, such oh, a hard nev- thing yeah. to balance. We don't them get out. them minded much at all, and so yeah, it's normally him saying no because yeah.
1: he wants to be with them. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like I just need a break. <laughs> From everyone maybe or just me and you alone time like to you yeah. know, focus on yeah, your relationship too. too which is super important yeah. and as you said it is that hamster wheel that you know that you know and so we all are on a hamster wheel too you know whether your partner's here or, or not or your day-to-day life you get up and you relatively do the same thing. But, um, yeah, I didn't know a lot of um your story then, so thank you for, no, for okay. sharing that because, yeah. you know, it's easy to, to onlook and think, well, you know, they're just, you know, I'm not saying that you guys aren't solid, but it's the part that, you know, it's real life. I think if
0: if, if you aren't in a solid relationship, definitely FIFO work wouldn't be for you. Yeah. And I think that's what's ke- kept us together is the fact that it, it isn't for everyone, but yeah. luckily we are solid yeah
1: yeah and okay for all those listening along oh, oh no I'm skipping ahead sorry mm-hmm. as I said I make mistakes too um we've got the final five oh, which yes. is what we always wrap up with um your quote to live by what would your quote be to oh, live by? um I actually
0: just saw it mm-hmm. not long ago and it was the only healthy comparison worthwhile comparison is you yesterday versus you today so don't look at others and compare in this nasty world of social media. Yeah. It's a jungle out
1: there. <laughs> um, what is the best advice you have ever received?
0: I, th- I think it's a lot to do. Uh, do you know what? When I was actually thinking of what what my answer would be for this, it's mm-hmm. like did I listen to any advice when I was younger? Yeah. Because all the advice I could think of was like in the past year or two. Yeah. I'm like we must, it just must be in one ear, out mm-hmm. the other From we more younger because, yeah, all my great advice I feel like I've taken on board in later years Mm, in life. Mature minds. Oh, I'm a – what's it called? A late bloomer. (laughs) Um, I
1: don't think anyone was listening to anyone that was trying to give them advice 20 years ago. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. mm, Yeah.
0: Um, No, it's it's probably – we had Kylie Camps um, who owns the Mm -hmm. Kind Parenting Company on a podcast I did Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and it was all in regards to taking action – um, and no matter how big or small the action is, it's an action. And with action, it builds evidence and with mm-hmm. evidence comes confidence. So it's really about just taking a step of any any kind, mm-hmm. feeling the fear, going with it, sort of saying yes and then figuring out how along the way because any movement is good and with that comes the evidence and then the confidence. Love that.
1: Evidence, confidence. <laughs> um, your core value
0: Oh, I was looking these up. There's so many different ones and whether it relates to sort of personal life and work and whatnot, but it would have to be the definite one and top one would be authenticity. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, I can't stand fake. Just be as you are. Um, Authenticity within, yeah, yourself, your brand, your product, Again, the no comparison. And being a stylist, sort of no one wants a fake handbag.
1: not <laughs> <So, laughs> so what <are> you're thinking, <laughs> like, keep it real, guys.
0: Well, I, I mean, fashion. Yeah, it definitely comes into play there. You yeah. just want to. It's it's a um a non-verbal communication tour. Yeah, tool. So yeah, it's not. It's it's a non-verbal communication signal. Yeah, it's fashion. Yeah, how yeah. you dress. So dress as you are. Might be authentically you. And then yeah, loyalty. I mean, humour, I think, is one. Again, it's really used for people who are awkward and (laughs) uh, anxious and whatnot. I've lived my life with a lot of humour to sort of
1: band-aid a lot of stuff, hey? (laughs) The good old humour band-aid. And if you had one last meal, what would it be? Yeah, it would have to be
0: um, like a creamy pesto, real
1: cheesy chicken pasta. Yeah, yum. And your fave, Beveragino. Margarita. Yes. I just uh, Yeah. yeah, It's just like so good. The more people that come on and so say, I'm like, see, we're all, we're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> we all love it. Yep. Um, and for all those listening along that, and I know we didn't get to t- touch on the fashion stuff, so we might have to get you back in another time because sure. I know that you had a lot of juicy info for that too. Um, but for all those listening along and would like to know more about what you do, where can they find you? So my website is www.thestylefiles.com.
0: Oz, that's aus.com. And on Instagram, it's at thestylefiles.oz.
1: Beautiful. Well, loz thank you so much for giving up your time. Thank that you was for a having me episode. My <laughs> pleasure. You. And um, yeah, go and check loz out over on her Instagram. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. To stay up to date with me, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave me a review and follow me on Instagram at with Love Ash.